On this episode of Riff and Rock Music Talk, we talk complex electronics, simple guitar and drum and bass, and Tom Cruise. Find out the correlation by listening in. flying this is riff and rock music talk uh obviously this is alex and i am here with hello this is ryan and we have a special guest today uh why don't you introduce yourself hi i'm chris and chris uh, also owns uh well why don't you why don't you why don't you do a little drop do a little a plug? Uh, oh like i get the name she, drop and everything she goes um, plug, I, run she a little, I run a little uh import game shop uh called windy gaming uh so most of mostly the japanese import stuff we have some u.s stuff Dabble in toys, um, you know. If it's Japanese and you want it, I could probably get it. Yeah. So, uh, is it windygaming.com? Yes, windy w i n d y gaming.com. And he's out of the the south suburbs of Chicago, so you are supporting Midwest greatness. None of that uh, California bullshit. And none of that upper north Midwest bullshit. None of that Cubs fan stuff. This is straight White Sox. <laughs> in board gaming fan fanism <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh if you're listening to this definitely check out windy gaming uh awesome store uh and um i've, I've met chris before he is a he's an, he's an individual he stands with two legs has two arms can't confirm if both eyes are real 11 toes 11 toes so they're webbed so just so you know this is the kind of person you're buying from i mean just but uh, we have a couple albums to talk about today. Um, very different albums. Yeah, super different. So, <laughs> I would say they're on different sides of the spectrum. But let's let's dive right in. The first one is by UK-based electronic guy who did things in the past. <laughs> I think, and it is it is Aphex Twin with his album. Cyro. What did you guys think of Cyro? Well, wait, wait, okay. Wait, oh, wait go ahead. Second, go ahead. Back up. So let me get this right. This guy more or less championed English techno music. He he came up with a bunch of different fucking, what are they called, techniques that people stole and made their own. Looking at you, Skrillex. And then he didn't do shit for 13 years, right? And, and right. this whole album, this whole... Oh, goddamn time he had a big marketing campaign where he went to the deep web and he went on 4chan and put up rumors that he may or may not be coming out with an album and to have this piece of shit come out of all that time and effort and talent is the greatest of insults um this guy suffers from fucking what is it called wait, wait what is it called which one uh, Chinese democracy syndrome. <laughs> this album blew. Chris, what did you think of Cyro? Um, I believe I think less of it than Ryan does. Go on. Um, 
it really um, you and I were talking about this briefly the other day and you you know when I was telling you I wasn't really you know feeling this one and, and I've actually enjoyed a couple of previous uh, things he's done um, you said you got to listen to it 20 times for you to really get it do you remember that well yeah and the reason I said that... I want to listen to it again <laughs> like after the first one was enough um, and the reason I said that is because, as you notice, this album has no, it's not like a verse chorus, even if it's a, a music, it's all instrumental, there's nothing verse chorus. Every, at no point does it ever repeat itself, so it's a constant flowing album. So to actually make sense of it, that's why I said you have to listen to it a bazillion times for it to make sense. I have not. I always listen to it about two and a half times. Well, like, and, and that's what I was kind of getting, I'm like, well, it's not going to make sense if you like pop it in one or two times because it's so nothing about it is cohesive or coherent so you can't like to me it, it's hard to make sense of it in such a short amount of time and so few listens yeah you know and that's the thing i i i uh on on that advice you need to listen to it 20 times i listened to it a second time and i just <laughs> big mistakes it was your misery um there's one track one track out of was it is it I'm, I'm just staring at it right now. Is it 12? Yeah, 12 yeah, tracks. Yeah, how do you pronounce all of the, all this shit? So we have we have great <laughs> songs like 4-bit 90, a pi plus e plus 6. Um, yeah, Circlon well, 6a. You, you, went, you went right between the one I wanted to talk about, which is the 180 dB underscore bracket open 130 close bracket. <laughs> um... And that was actually the only enjoyable track on the entire thing. It had a good little beat going to it. It was, <laughs> you know, if, if I was like, like, like 17, a chick and going to spring break in my LeBaron, <laughs> this is the shit I would listen to. Um, I mean, it was a little head bopper. It was a good, good little electronic dance song. And I can see that playing, uh, you know, in Duck Club. Um, and then <laughs> it, that, that's the kind of song I can see. The rest of it was, it was really muddled uh, techno. I, it's just what it was. There was no rhyme or reason of where he was going. Um, I, I dabble a little, very, very, very amateurishly in this kind of stuff at home. And this is what I would call the shit in my scratch pad. Like where I'm just kind of screwing around with 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 a beat and then I want to add some weird synth and then put an envelope over it. And I go, whoa, that sounds bad. He went to production with that. <laughs> um, so let's listen to a brief clip of 180 dB underscore open bracket 130 close bracket. Right, it definitely has a catchy beat. Ah, yeah, but I don't know. It's as the most accessible song in the album. I it really it's is. It's a thousand percent the. It's the only accessible album. See, song. I I really enjoyed track ten, which was pot pot four open bracket one five five clo close bracket open bracket <laughs> penial mix close bracket. It's not, and Chris, I thought you'd enjoy this one too. It almost sounded like reject Sega Genesis music. Yeah, yeah, and I caught that, and that's because chip tunes are in, and that's why that's in this album. 
That's the only reason that could be in the sound. But it didn't have like that Nintendo or Game Boy sound. It had like that almost that blast processing, whatever goofy shit, Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage kind of sound to it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of kitschy and retro, but didn't fall into some of the old stereotypes. Um, I'm guessing kind of the opposite of both of you were, I didn't love this album by any means, but I enjoyed it. There were moments where I thought were, that were kind of clever and catchy. Um, but it was definitely an exhausting and difficult listen. And I'm trying to like give some examples to defend it, but because of how the album is structured, I couldn't legitimately tell you anything that I was like, oh, this specific moment, because it's such a blur, because nothing is repeated, nothing comes back. It's just this long, endless uh, stream of consciousness done to an electronic form. I would much rather be, listen be listening to Blur. I mean, at least they knew what they were doing. This is just a, a shit, shit album. I, I can't get into it. I just, I want to like it. I can't. I can't. All, all of my, you know, music snob sensibilities say, ooh, it's this guy. And he's got another album after a million years. Love it. No, 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 no. Rarely has that ever worked. It just, it just doesn't work. I, I want it to work, and it doesn't work. It's, it really is. Uh, I, I'm not joking. I think he was just like, like ham-fisting his keyboard and turning on effects. Just boom, boom, bang, bang, bang. Oh, song. And I'll just call it Product 29, open bracket 101, close bracket. <laughs> I, I also. Or is that Pro Duck? Like, like, like a no longer amateur duck. <laughs> It's a duck that's gone pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He perfected his nolly, and, uh, you know, now he's on his way. Major League Mallard. That's what I'm saying. By the way, if you try to take the name Major League Mallard, I will come after you. That is... Uh, Trademark. Trademark. Patent pending? Patent pending. Patent, patent pending. Um, I also, but I also enjoyed uh, Ace, Ace uh, San uh, Open Bracket 102. Just, just name the damn track, man, because no one's going to... Track 12? <laughs> oh, we'll track play. 12. Yeah. The Closer. Um, but that sort of soft piano medley, that one seemed modestly coherent. I, I that was another one I enjoyed. Um, I didn't make it back to that in the second listen. <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna admit, I only listened to this album once. And I started to listen to it a second time, gave up, threw my hands up in the air, said, fuck it, and then started watching <laughs> Two Dead Guys review Independence Day. <laughs> Here's the thing, like I would actually went back to like the one song I like, that 180 dB song, uh, track five. I went back to it. I've listened to that song probably four or five times. It's the only one that I, I kind of was getting into. And now the suggestions on Spotify are all jacked up for me. It has suggested some of the worst things in the world. And, and Paul Oakenfold, you good? Some Skrillex. To be my Spotify, because I barely use it, is often like, oh, here's some songs you would enjoy. Um, here's a song by Train, <laughs> Kenny Chesney, and uh, uh, whatever Sam Smith. Of who was the guy we were listening to in the rush? Oh yeah, fucking Sam Smith. Sam Smith and Taylor Swift. And like, God damn it, all I've listened to on here is Godsmack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you suck. Uh. But yeah, bad. So I, what's your rating system here, guys? You got like a thumbs up system or a stars or shit? More of a buy it, listen to it, don't listen to it. I was looking forward to doing this thing with you guys all week. And then, then I had to listen to this album. <laughs> Thank you.
tried to get us to review the U2 album, but apparently that didn't pan out as well. Um, I, I, I have it since I have an iPhone. They gave it to me. So you had to have it. Yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time deleting it. So, did you get a chance to listen to the U2 album? Because this, no, this, this no, Apex, I have no interest in it. This Apex Twin review went so short that maybe we need to fill it. Do some yeah, bullshit. let's talk about YouTube very well. No, I have, I have the album for you guys. Like, if you need an album to, to review, <laughs> I can't think of a better album while my while my player loads up here. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about the album cover for a minute at least. <laughs> Oh, did you, do you want the album cover? I can get you the album cover. I've seen the album cover, but we really need to talk about this album cover. Yeah, I think we need to have an intervention with Larry <laughs> Mullins Jr. and his son. <laughs> Fucking weird ass. This is so weird. Like, why? Okay, Bono. Okay, The Edge. Why do you think it would be a good idea to have your drummer hip-hugging his own son? Why would you... Why? The follow-up Because album. drummers don't get to do anything fun. That's why. They just sit back there. No one knows who they are. Dr drummers are like like banging bass players. You know, you never notice the bass player. <laughs> and now everyone notices him because he's... Groping he's his son. He's groping his own son. <laughs> do me a favor, music guys. Tell me another member of U2 aside from Bono and The Edge. Larry Mullins Jr. And the other well, one. You just looked him up, and you were just talking about him. So give me the other guy. Wait, look, because I can't give you the other guy. Oh, um, Brian Eno? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> it's you too. It's a seminal band. Like I should know this. Like it's a bad joke, but it was just backfiring on me badly. Oh, it's a. Uh, oh, Adam Clayton. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. He, they're not really guys at the forefront of the of the band of the album of the of the band. When when you think of you two, you think of those other two guys. You think of the guy with his own custom sunglasses and a guy who refers to himself as the Edge. Yeah. And then there's, if you're in a band with those two, it's like fuck. What what else do I got? It's like anyone else in Genesis besides Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel. Oh yeah. Like, you're fu you're fucked at that point. Yeah, it's it's. It's kind of just that that's all it is. But I could <clears> listen <throat> to Songs of Innocence and it's not that bad. Although, granted, I have not listened to an entire U2 album ever. <laughs> this would be a first. And I, it sounded like something Brian Eno would produce and distribute. I remember listening to what, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. And that was a, most, most of the lyrics were just Bono saying, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own a castle. You know, here's the thing, though. You 2 to me, was a great band. Well, they were very good. It's an amazing album. Actung Baby, an amazing album. Um, just great moments in rock. Just what they've become since everything after Zuropa. And Zuropa was still, that's on the fence for me. But everything after has just been just nothing Nothing good. Well, Bono is a human rights activist that periodically wants to pretend that he's a rock star. <laughs> he's an he's idea, man. He's an idea, man. Oh, God. Ooh, you sent us a screenshot. I did. Because you know what I want to talk about. We, we, we've talked about this earlier several times. Right. Oh, there's the greatest album in the history of albums. 
Oh, do you really want to talk about this now? Oh, yes. Okay, well, I think I don't. Well, I guess before we get into our second review, Chris has um, some passion he needs to get off his chest. Oh, wait. Did we settle on the Apex Twin, whether or not we like it? <laughs> well, I think Chris said, don't buy it. Um, Ryan, what Yeah, do you... don't don't listen to this shit. Uh, my, my don't buy was an emphatic don't buy. I would, I'd put the caveat of, like, if, if you're like me and you love pretentious, obnoxious, experimental nonsense, um, give it a listen. Uh, but I think if you want something that's coherent and cohesive, you'll, you'll hate this so bad. You'll hate this so bad. an interview just before we get to this Chris's little diatribe there was a there was a interesting little um interview that they were uh, I think it was Pitchfork Media was doing it with Apex Twin and Apex Twin was described Pitchfork and Apex Twin no yeah get out of there right um but he was talking about how he want for his concerts he just wanted to put up a giant mirror and put it in front of the audience and be like this is the show the show is you that's There's not- a word for that in show business. It's called Bono. <laughs> All right, Chris, go ahead and talk to us about Top Gun, open parentheses, original motion picture, close parentheses, open bracket, special expand edition, close bracket, play, shuffle icon, arrow icon. <laughs> the greatest soundtrack in the history of soundtracks belongs to Top Gun. And there really, not many reasons can can, can ever take that you just you can't argue against it start to finish it's wonderful because i go everywhere with this album it's always on my phone or on my ipod or whatever music device i have i have it on tape and cd that's how much i love this is there a vinyl that you're missing out on i am missing out on the vinyl i have not run across it i will probably go on ebay and buy it shortly after this thing is done (laughs) The only song I know from this is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. And that's a shitty song. How do you not know Sitting on the Dock of the Bay? Oh, okay, I know that. I know that. I, I will admit, I know Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. I Take My Breath Away, Berlin. Sure. Come on, man. Can, can we, if, we can, if we're honest, I haven't seen Top Gun. There's so much, Kenny Loggins. You lost that love and feeling. Righteous Brothers. Great Balls of Fire. See, I'm... I'm torn because I'm looking at the Space Jam soundtrack right now. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> I'm looking at the Kill Bill soundtracks, which are also excellent soundtracks. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Take take Kenny Loggins's other track on this album. Oh goddamn! I have to listen to two point. Kenny Loggins songs in a day. Oh, it's two Kenny Loggins songs. This is this is double the Loggins of your standard soundtrack from the '80s. <laughs> Which song? Which one of those songs was playing during the, the totally not, not heteros? Or... That would be the other Kenny Loggins song. That would be playing with the boys. The the the, the soundtrack to the uh, mega hetero volleyball scene. Yeah, it was super hetero. There's yes, <laughs> the special expanded edition that I sent you not only has that song. That, that version's is twice as long. But but yes, the the twelve inch six minute and forty one second version of playing with the boys. Oh my god, that sounds like a pedophile dream. 
pedophile? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Playing with the boys. No, no, no. You're playing sand volleyball with the boys. With the boys. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but... the sheer amount of like artists on this thing is really a great. Is a great that Lover Boy is another great '80s band. <laughs> Think you're from a slightly different era, so <laughs> I'm feeling old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> That's the anthem. That's track ten. That's uh, put on Danger Zone. My wife rolls her eyes when it comes on, and we're driving because all of a sudden we're driving ninety. You can't not speed to that song. That is a that's a fair. It's a fair assessment. Cheap trick. Mighty Wings. Come on, man. All right. Well, <laughs> so I guess as we move into our next review, that's an endorsement. Wait, Go. should we? <laughs> Get this album. Right. Buy it. All right, Chris. You think people should buy it. Alex, do you think people should buy it? Listen I... to it. Buy the shit out of it. Um, I mean, if you want to, I guess maybe watch the movie if you want to see Tom Cruise before he became completely insane. Oh, he was pretty crazy in that one. He was really good in uh the one. They changed the name, so I forgot. The one where he, with the weird sex party? No, no, no. The Groundhog Day one. Groundhog Day? Edge of Tomorrow. He was really good in that one. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, man. Don't get me on that one. That movie had me until it ended. Well, that, then it did a good job. No, it just, it just it destroyed the whole movie, the ending. Oh. So, moving from... Sorry, it's okay. You, you this had... is this this isn't a movie review podcast, and you had to get you off your chest this Top Gun spiel. But, I had to, but move, and we're glad you did. But moving from strange, meandering electronic music to music that was probably written by cavemen, we are going to talk about <laughs> "Dude Incredible" by Shellac. is a post-hardcore band out of a city and uh, unlike Fugazi who explored many different genres, Shellac specialized in playing as few notes as possible in a single song while exuding pure, raw, disturbed emotion. Um, you may remember their album 1000 Hertz which had, which had a song called Prayer to God which the entire refrain was just fucking kill him over and over and over again. Um, but this is Dude Incredible featuring the album art of a bear suplexing another bear. Those are squirrels. I don't see any tails. Huh. They did have a song coincidentally on Thousand Hertz called Squirrel I believe song. those are monkeys, guys. Well, I'm going to assume they're bears. I'm going to assume they're squirrels. <laughs> lemurs? They share lemurs. Fuck it. Koala bears. Guys, what did you think of Shellac Dude Incredible? Dude, it was incredible. It, it was a great album. That one, that one, I really enjoyed. I, 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 I can't speak highly. I, I'm a big Steve Albini fan, so that didn't, that, that helped. Um, but I mean, you say things like post-hardcore, and they get, a, they get these labels, and I, I but they, they're, they're an amazing, like, like just a good groove. Uh, just they get in a pocket, and that's it, and then they're going. Um, and then they just, they, they don't leave the pocket, and just, it just. 
your head's bobbing the whole time. You're just you're you're trying to figure out what he's saying sometimes. Because <laughs> um, he gets really quiet into the mic. Um, but it's it's just it's a tremendous tremendous album in, in a sea of shit. <laughs> this is a great album. Ryan, what did you think of Dude Incredible? I I didn't really get it. I guess. Um, <laughs> Like I like back in the day, I used to listen to you know the Minutemen, Gazi, like like really not like Jesus Lizards, another one, <laughs> like uh, just like bands that never quite learned more than five or six chords, and kind of <laughs> built a fan base around people who don't really like more than five or six chords in their songs. To me, Shellac has like three chords yeah, at it most. Was, it was lazy. Lazier, in my opinion, than Aphex Twin and his double clicking. And copy paste. And copy paste. And then I'll change. I, I can't just, like, I think you're right that, yeah, I mean, most of the songs, there's like three notes being played. You're saying chords. Let's just say, like, notes. Yeah, but Chris, you were right. They do get into a pocket. They do groove in that kind of, like, middle age kind of like we're out at the, the county fair <laughs> rocking along kind of kind of way but i don't know i don't think this was i don't know why they released this <laughs> see what, I, what i've learned about ryan is that he's a hater he doesn't like anything <laughs> maybe <laughs> hated apex twin which i i can't blame him for um didn't like shellac and clearly does not see the glory that is Tom, uh, uh, Mr. Loggins. Whoa, uh, I, I enjoy Danger Zone. <laughs> I like the top the other one, though. When a band does something this simplistic, um, it has to be done absolutely right, otherwise it sounds really painful, like trap house music. <laughs> trap music. Where it's <laughs> trap music, or like with Mr. Borgor... Borg, Borg. There's a guy. His name was Borg, Borgor. Yeah, it's just call him Burger. Burger, Mr. Burger, and he makes trap music, and it, it just says "bitch loves cake," and then there's a drop, and it sucks. This is simple music, but it conveys a weird, simplistic, knuckle-dragging emotion that I just dig. It's like musical testosterone. That's what it is. Like I, I did enjoy the song "Come in Me" or "I'm Gonna Come in You." You came in me. You came in me. <laughs> that was a good song. Let's listen to a clip of I'm Gonna Come In, You Came In Me. <laughs> it's like the Ouroboros. It's just this endless cycle of coming. And what was up with all the songs having surveyors in them? I don't know about you, but in my everyday life, I don't see that many surveyors. <laughs> I never think of people that do surveys. <laughs> Be it land surveys, or entertainment surveys, or... What's know. the mayor? I don't know. There are people that, like, look at things, right? The mayor surveyor? And then all the surveyors. And surveyor. And Gary. Ga Ga maybe I'm Gary's the Gary. surveyor. 
in Survivor. No, Gary was about Indiana. I missed that. When I listen to this, when I listen to this album, my IQ drops temporarily by like at least 50, 60 points. Really? You didn't know? You didn't like this album? No, it went back up, but it just like the music reduced me into this primal ooze of a human being. Like a drum I fashioned circle. a club when I listened to it. <laughs> I was gonna bring home dinner. <laughs> go out, go out into the suburbs, find yourself a deer or a small child. Something. I don't care. Drag it back by the hair and eat it. That's what Shellac does, and if you listen to any of Shellac's previous albums, it's very much the same kind of style of. There might be four notes in the four chords, four notes in the entire album, and they somehow make very catchy, head-bobbing songs with those four chords. And there's other bands like I mean, I mentioned Fugazi, and Fugazi like they did a lot of change throughout their career, different styles, and Shellac's been like, nope, it's 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 pretty much this. They don't, they're afraid to leave the cave. <laughs> there, there might be a woolly mammoth. It's just that, 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 that chugga, chugga, chugga kind of playing on the guitar. Just da 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 And it just, uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like I was, you know, it was music I, I listened to more of when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It's childish in its own way, but it, it, it's comforting in its childish way. Yeah, it really did sound It was taking me home, really, is what it was doing. <laughs> I felt like it was very, it's like a garage band, only these people are seasoned veterans of the music industry. Yeah, it, 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 it's a glorified super group of players, and you know they could play more than what they're playing. Um, but they don't want to. <laughs> like, they just, they, they, no, they're just playing, they, they get in their little, their little pocket, and that's it. And then they're just, you know, hunt meat, find meat, eat meat. I mean, you know, we mentioned that it sounds childish, but Steve Albini is 52. <laughs> the, the drummer is... I, I don't know how old, because the internet doesn't tell me. Todd Trainer? Yeah. Born 1965. So he's, what, 49? Yeah, the, the, ba- the bassist is 49 yeah. years. So these are all old, older men. <laughs> That's where Bob Weston came in, by the way. You thought he was in U2? No, he's in this band. <laughs> I would love to see you two try to write a song like this. <laughs> save the whales. Save the whales. I don't think they'd be yelling about saving the whales. It would just be yeah, yeahs and miscounting things in Spanish. <laughs> Uno, cuatro, dos. Wait, wait, hang on. Let me recount this. Ocho. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's terrible. I really enjoyed the song Riding Bikes. Oh, because that song was about riding bikes. <laughs> well, I was listening to that song. You're not gonna get lost in the poetry of their uh, of their of their song names. <laughs> no, no. Another song I liked was the People's Microphone. It was it got me. It really got me. Um, I think I was reading something <laughs> online and this song came on and then I just stopped reading whatever it was. I think it was about like the migration patterns of geese. It was really dumb. But like like I was hooked. I really like I really like the people's microphone. I think you like this album more than you let on. I don't know. You're just ashamed to admit that you like a song that just <laughs> is thirty minutes long and sound I'm ashamed a- to admit that I like low brown music. <laughs> 
But this is a different kind of lowbrow music. This isn't your Bloodhound Gang. Blood. <laughs> or <laughs> it's, this isn't your Bloodhound Gang. This is just this is music that it's caveman music. Yeah, it's it's Cro-Magnon brow, and the, like the big sloping caveman brow is what you're looking at. Cro-Magcore. <laughs> Cro-Magcore. I like it. There you go. And then we'll eventually develop post-Cro-Magcore. That's called the Bronze Age. <laughs> Would post chromag core only incorporate two chords? Yeah, it's slightly more sophisticated. <laughs> Just D and C, that's it? <laughs> it's basically the Jaws theme over and over again. <laughs> but sometimes it's in 6-8, so it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you got to screw around with time signatures. But, but that's, you know... It's all Jaws. Variations on Jaws. That would be like the entire like like symphony of it all. I would, Riff and Rock listeners, if you develop this album titled Variations on Jaws, I will pay for the CD to be made. Yeah, I'll produce it as well. I'll even co-star in it. Is that what they call them? Co -co I would be a sitting musician on that album. <laughs> Variations on Jaws, an album of post-chromagcore. <laughs> So would you guys recommend Shellac? Dude, incredible! I think we should listen to one more clip before we, we weigh in on it. I play, play, play Surveyor. Surveyor. The, okay. That was my favorite. It was was regular Surveyor, not, not any other Surveyors, but this regular plain old Surveyor. Surveyor, not Mayor Surveyor. All the Surveyors. <laughs> no, just just <laughs> Solamente Surveyor. <laughs> Sounds like the cavemen agree. <laughs> I think you should buy this album. Um, if you're into hard rock punk music, you will highly enjoy it. It's you're gonna you're gonna have some laughs because of how ridiculous it is. But I think overall, it is a genuinely fun album to listen to, and it's so genuine and sincere. It doesn't sound cliched and bullshitty. And I think you should stream the music, and if you like it, buy it. But I think you should buy it simply for the artwork. Because those squirrel bear monkey lemurs, <laughs> priceless. It is a, probably one of the best album covers I've seen all year. And it's way better than Apex Twin's which is shitty a album. Fucking list of gibberish. <laughs> Apex Twin's album cover was nothing but MS Paint playing with the circle button. They make it, he made a circle and then put some type in it. Um, but no, th this is this is this is a get this damn album now. I mean, you, you know what it really reminds me of? It just kind of hit me now. Uh, the old uh, White Zombie song, uh, Thunder Kiss '65. That, dun, 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 but for an entire album, <laughs> and with just, less uh, horror movie cliche. Yeah, yeah. Well, a less produced, a, a stripped down Thunder Kiss '65 for twelve or ten songs, however long this thing is again. But it's it's for me it was quite enjoyable. It was it was a really nice listen. And I, I, I kind of really dug it. I think that's what works with it too is that this is not a long album. They're like, no, we know that after about half an hour, no one's gonna tolerate more of this shit. 
Well, maybe it's the perfect length for that album. And that's why it works, is because, you know, a caveman is amusing to look at, but after half an hour, you're like, okay, he's eating his poop and eating a mammoth and masturbating into the corner of the cave. And, all right. Dude, <laughs> dude, incredible. Dude, in Cavemen have no time to put bridge in song. Verse, chorus, verse, done. And, and Apex Twin is just verse, 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 verse. I wouldn't even call those verses. Yeah, it's not verse. It's just... It's, it's not That's me pooping on a MIDI keyboard and hitting buttons on a, on a, on a, on a like a synthesizer. That's it. That That's Apex Twin. That's what it is. Hey, you know, it takes a lot of talent to touch those poopy keys. You know, someone's got to touch the poopy keys. I don't want to touch poopy gloves keys. are for. Those monkeys will touch those poopy keys. Dude, incredible. <laughs> don't you talk about those monkeys? Dude. Yeah, the dude, incredible monkeys. You know what? Those monkeys would probably make a better album than the Aphex Twin guy would. Shit. Dude, incredible monkeys, if you're listening to this podcast, we want to hear what you got. And we want some t-shirts, too. <laughs> Send us some shellac t-shirts. I definitely would wear that as a t-shirt. I'm an XL. Alex is a, I don't know, medium. A maybe. medium. <laughs> Chris, what shirt size do you want for the monkeys? Oh, oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a Chicago small, so that'd be an XL. There we go. So, <laughs> so monkeys, you better deliver. Oh, we're gonna retroactively shit all over this album. <laughs> Much like, hey. oh, well, if they don't make with the T-shirts, we'll give them the, uh, the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom treatment. With the by know, teeping the them up with a short, with a tiny young Asian boy. <laughs> well, they ate the monkeys. They had little spoons for their heads oh, and everything. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's not incredible. I wanted to gain their powers, so I ate their brain. Chris, thanks very much for joining us on uh, this episode of Riff and Rock Music Talk. Sorry I don't have any R. Kelly lyrics to read, everybody. No, there's no R. Kelly today. Um, and just a reminder, uh, you can check out Chris's website at www.windygaming.com. Go buy yourself some, I don't know, uh, a, a, a game where it's... Uh, Magical schoolgirl fights demons and progressively loses clothing. Do you own one of those games? I got like six of those hidden today, man. So there you go. You can buy a, a slightly pervy game and you can feel okay about it. <laughs> Japan doesn't do slightly pervy. And it, you buy it on the internet. No one has to see you walking out of the store with that. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Well, Chris, once again, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks again for having me. All right. Take